Hey guys, welcome back to the Hold My Mic podcast where we talk the latest in the sports world. I am your host JP Vargas. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, today we'll be going over both the AFC and the NFC championship games that took place um, yesterday. The first game we had the Bengals and the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs, as I went over last week, are favored by seven. The Chiefs, I mean, I predicted the Chiefs to win 28-21. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Um, I'm okay, guys. I didn't bet any money. I didn't lose any sleep over it. Um, I'm, I'm just fine. We got a great game, and that's all us sports fans could ask for, right? Just a good game at the end of the day, um, which we did. It ended in overtime on a game-winning field goal. Um, a good Cinderella story that we all can come to appreciate. Um, just to kind of go over what I had as keys to the game last week for each team. Um, I had the Bengals, um, three, uh, keys were protecting the quarterback, um, which they did. Um, they protected Joe Burrow very well. He only got sacked once. Technically he should have gotten sacked three times, but two of those times Joe Burrow ran for his life and he, Slipped away from the defenders and he ran for first downs. Um, he kind of channeled his inner Eli Manning in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots on the helmet catch play. Um, that was very impressive. I did not know he had those wheels on him and that slippery factor to him. So that was very impressive. He just shows off once again why he was the number one pick and um, why he had the greatest college football quarterback season of all time. Um, the second point I had was they needed to score touchdowns and no field goals. Um, at first in the first half, they scuttled for a field goal at first and then they scored a touchdown. But for the most part, they, they stuck around, they scored touchdowns when they needed to, um, which like I said, favored them very well since they won the game. Um, and then lastly, create pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Jesus Christ, they they should have listened to this podcast because in the first half, they did not. They did not create any pressure on Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. Uh, Patrick Mahomes set up camp in his pocket. He did whatever he could. The Bengals' game plan to start off the game was terrible. They literally said, give him enough time, whatever. We'll just, you know, create a zone as our pass defense and see what happens, which obviously did not work. The Chiefs scored three touchdowns on the first three drives. Um, Patrick Mahomes, when he, he did get pressured, they weren't very good at containing Patrick, and he just ran right by him. He had a bunch of running yards um, this game in the first half. So they definitely should have you know checked my podcast out to, to – make a game plan because in the first half it was just looking like a blowout. Um, the Chiefs were running on all cylinders and it was it was looking bad. Um, for the Chiefs, I had, can they run the ball effectively? Hey, which looks like they did tune into this podcast because they ran the ball in the first half really good. Um, I don't know what happened in the second half. Um, like I said last week, they just need to run the ball. Um, I know you have Patrick Mahomes, but a good run game will help him you know, set up the play action pass, set up more time for him to throw. As previous years, they got too cute with the ball. They were like, hey, we got Patrick Mahomes, top five quarterback. He can throw it 
sidearm, behind the back, whatever the case may be, to any receiver he wants at any time. Fortunately, he isn't invincible, um, and that was the case this weekend. Um, and then can their defense create turnovers? Unfortunately, they only created one turnover, and I wouldn't say they created a turnover. It was a bad throw on Joe Burrow's part. He underthrew his uh, wide receiver, and then the safety or cornerback cut the pass off. Um, but they didn't really create any turnovers. They didn't force a fumble. They didn't tip a pass. They really do much on the defensive side besides sack them one time. Um, it, it was their defense just didn't show up uh, yesterday. So it, it it was really bleak. Um, really, the key of the game was just one series, and that series was before halftime. The Chiefs had the ball, I, I believe, with I think a minute nine left. And they they went they marched down to the red zone. I believe they had 30 seconds left with a, I think one timeout, and they got two Q with it. They had a a field goal right in their laps if they wanted to, but they're like, hey, like we we've scored three touchdowns this half. Let's just try to score one more. Um, if we don't, we'll be fine because they thought they'll be scoring at the same rate in the second half. They thought the Bengals weren't going to adjust or make adjustments or change their game plan because apparently other teams aren't smart and they don't realize what's not working and what's working. So, I don't know. Kind of hard-headed out of the Chiefs. They they were greedy. Tony Romo said they were greedy. Um, They, they threw a, a, I don't know, a, a pass to Tyreek Hill in the flat. He got gang-tackled right before the, the the goal line and he he got tackled and time expired um it was it was a good momentum swing for the Bengals they they drove that momentum into the second half because if, if the Bengals kicked that field goal right before halftime i i guarantee you that the momentum would have not been on the Bengals side um the Bengals made the stop they took advantage of the Chiefs mishap and here came the second half. Um, the Bengals changed their game plan. Game plan, excuse me, on their defense. Um, they're like, "Fuck the zone. We we we're 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 getting scored at, scored on whenever they want." And um, they they changed it. They they went to man. They put more pressure, more guys on the defensive line to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? It worked. In the second half, he got sacked. Two or three times. He he threw a couple interceptions in the second half and in overtime. Um, one of the interceptions was on a tip pass. It wasn't even a tip pass. He the the lineman kind of just like projected the 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 pass by Patrick Mahomes and he tipped it. He got it to himself, and then he went went and ran with it. And then the second interception was in overtime. So if you're on Twitter, you see that. Eli Apple gets like, you know, bullied the Bengals safety or cornerback or whatever because he was talking so much shit that he's a better cornerback than he was when he got drafted by the Giants in the first round and when he was in the Saints last year and the year before that he's learned from his mistakes, that he's watching film now and whatnot. And that Twitter just went ham on him and they just showed how many times uh, Eli Apple got smoked by his receiver either with the, against the pack against the Packers against the Titans or against the, the Raiders 
in the previous playoff games. And literally, the football gods gave him a chance to redeem himself. Patrick Mahomes literally threw a pass to Eli Apple in overtime. And if he would have caught that pass, he would have intercepted it. And it would have been a pick six to send the Bengals to the championship game. But Eli Apple gagged. He dropped the interception. And I don't know. That play kept on. A couple of plays later, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball to Tyreek Hill. He was double covered. Um, Safety went over and helped. He tipped the pass and the cornerback intercepted the ball. And that set up um, a drive for the Bengals to set up the, the field goal. They got into field goal range for McPherson. McPherson... Um, they call him Vinatieri Jr. on Twitter because he is he is cold. He is he has ice in his veins. He hasn't missed a field goal um, in 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 the playoffs. So and they they scored a game-winning field goal, man. And the, give him credit, they stuck with it and they got the job done. Um, Joe Burrow, like I said, he's only been here two years, a year and a half because he was injured half the season last year. Um, give him credit. Going to the Super Bowl the first time Chiefs, I mean, since the Bengals um, go to the Super Bowl since 1988. In that 1988 matchup, they played the Niners. So could that be foreshadowing for when we talk about the the 49ers and Rams? Just stick around to see. But um, yeah, man, the Bengals, Cinderella story. This is why the NFL reigns supreme when it comes to viewership, when the fandom or, you know, when they talk about sports, what's the best sport? And the and then this is, this shows why. Just a playoff format of one and done creates so much hype and so much anticipation for this time of the year that fans appreciate. Um, people say dynasties are what makes sports great. I, I think that's kind of a false narrative because I feel like people tune in to watch the dynasty fall um, more times than not. So when this thing happens where we got this underdog and the Bengals going against the number two Chiefs um, versus Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they've been here, done that, and then they come, you know. A really fun fact right now is that I think they said it. I think uh, Tony Romo said it in his commentary yesterday. There's only been two previous quarterbacks in just football history that have won a college football championship and a Super Bowl. And those two quarterbacks, first name are is Joe. So we got Joe Namath and Joe Montana. So if history keeps repeating itself, uh, Joe Joe Burrow got his, um, you know, got his lucky charm right in his name. So we'll see. It's going to be a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, I know the Chiefs will be back, but this year the Bengals were just a little bit better. Now back to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. We had the 49ers and the... Rams. Um, this game was super hyped. Like you can feel the tension in the air just through the TV. Like it was, it was super intense. Like the scenery. It was in L.A. Inglewood, brand new stadium. Like I said last week, the the 49ers fans traveled. It was a technically a home game for the Rams, but it was more like a 50-50 fan split. And Man, it was it was just intense, man. The scenery was beautiful. Um, it, it was a good game. Like I said, it was gonna be a, a low scoring game. 
I, I predicted the Rams to win 23-17. to 17. Like, uh, like we all saw, the Rams did win. It came down to the wire, and like I said, Jimmy G was going to be Jimmy G. Jimmy G threw a late-game interception. Uh, I know he was going to be sacked. And he tried to make a, you know, last-minute effort to get rid of the ball. And receiver, the running back, tipped the ball up in the air, and it got intercepted. But you just got to swallow that ball, man, and just live – just one more, you know, it would have been a fourth and 25 if he got sacked. But get uh, one last shot, one last play is better than just throwing the ball away. Um, he was game manager the whole game. The Niners only ran the ball at like 19 yards in the first half, which was one of my key game keys to the games. For the 49ers, they need to establish the run because if this – if the Niners make it a Jimmy G dependent game, it was going to be a long day for him. And even though he had one interception at the end of the game that cost him the game, um, he had a couple terrible throws. Um, one, Jalen Ramsey had the easiest interception of his life where Jimmy G rolled to the right. He threw a pass down the sideline and it just went, I don't know, he... Jalen Ramsey gagged and he dropped the ball. Um, you 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 could have seen on the background like the the Forty Niners coaching staff. They literally like were cringing while he threw the ball, and they like literally jumped up when Jalen Ramsey dropped the ball. Um, but basically, th- this game d- came down to Matthew Stafford being a better quarterback, and that was that was um, basically how I made my prediction. How what quarterback I trusted more. Um, in the previous two games, Matthew Stafford did throw two interceptions. He did throw one in the first half, in the first quarter, in the first drive they had, where in the red zone he threw a ball, double covered, and they got tipped, and he and the 49ers intercepted it. Yeah, man, it was it was it was a good game. It was a in the trenches game. What changed was the fourth quarter. Um, Aaron Donald huddled up the troops on defense. He, he was saying that, hey, if we want to make to the Super Bowl, we have to beat these guys. We haven't fucking beat these guys this year. Aaron Donald said he wanted these guys. Um, they wanted to get over the hump versus these guys, and they stepped up. They they got the job done. The defense locked them down. They they created pressure on the Niners. But I, I feel like the Niners just kind of discombobulated in the fourth quarter a little bit. I think in their last two drives, like, I think – in one play, like it looked like they were expecting like a delay of game warning or a false start or something where they snapped the ball and everything was kind of like delayed. Like the offensive lineman let like let a couple Rams just run by him or something like that. It kind of looked like out of rhythm. Um, Kyle Shanahan, his play calling was kind of, you know, out of the norm. He, Like I said, the, both teams couldn't run the ball. Um, he had to force Jimmy G to throw the ball, but Jimmy G, you can't have him as a quarterback because he he doesn't drive the ball down the field. He's a West Coast type offense quarterback where they just throw slants, throw comebacks, curls. That's all they really do and kind of have that limitation of as an offense when you have Jimmy G as a quarterback. Um, I feel I feel good for Matthew Stafford. He was 13 years with the Rams. He was 0-3 in the playoffs prior to this year. He's back to 500 in the playoffs, 3-3. Um, happy for him. 
Um, it would have been t- terrible if they lost this game, man. They they put their chips all in one basket. They gave up all those draft picks for Matthew Stafford. They got OBJ. They got good ass Stephen Jalen Ramsey. They got Aaron Donald. They had no ch- no room for error this year. It, it was it was just a good game. I wasn't too into this game a lot because. I, I'm not a big fan of the 49ers and the way they play. Um, their defense is legit, but their offense is just not, just not, it's just not it, if you know what I mean. Um, I was hoping the Niners to lose because if they went to the Super Bowl, it was going to be one of these games, how they played the Rams, a 20-17 to 17 game, 20-13, to 13, kind of low-scoring, grinding it out game. Um, yeah, so we got our Super Bowl matchup, Super Bowl 56. We got the home team hosting the Super Bowl two years in a row in the Rams. They they're facing the the Bengals. I'm um, just right off the bat. My initial reaction is, huh, I, I'm praying for for Joe Burrow, man. The Rams have a crazy talented defensive line in Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and it's it's gonna be a long night if they can't protect Joe Burrow. And they do have the offense. Um, yeah, it was a it was pretty much a perfect. Um, Sunday. Um, I was one for one. I got the Chiefs wrong, but I did get the Rams. Um, I'm super happy with the matchup. This the Super Bowl is more about the stories and the he- than the names or anything. The stories the story is the Bengals being the Cinderella in the AFC. Joe Burrow being a second year quarterback already made it to the Super Bowl. Um, and the Rams story is basically they traded their picks. They paid a bunch of money. And then OBJ being a, apparently a locker room cancer in New York and in Cleveland, but now he's in the Super Bowl. So it, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Pretty much a perfect Sunday. Um, it, it, no, I, I take that back. My fucking Lakers lost again to a depleted um, Atlanta Hawks team by, I believe, seven or eight. AD played, Russ played, LeBron's out again with the knee. Um, but they should have beat the fucking Hawks, man. Um, uh, that's a, uh, another story for a different day, guys. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of today's episode. Today's episode was a little shorter um, just because there was only two games. Please spread the word about this podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, I appreciate the people who tuned in last week from people in the United States, from Puerto Rico and Panama. It was really encouraging to see people all over the world. Um, even though it was just a handful of people, it, it meant a lot being my first episode, me being, a, I guess, a rookie in this podcast, I guess, call it industry or whatever. Yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. Um, see you all next time. Peace.